It's the Out of Left Field Podcast. I'm Trevor Thompson coming at you from my man cave in Farmington Hills, Michigan. My co-host is Craig Simo Monroe. He's in Prosper, Texas. What's up, Simo? What's happening, Trevor T? And how about, yeah, boys, is in the house <laughs> with us. And I'm looking forward to chatting up with my main man. <laughs> Matt Boyd, the Tigers player rep, was with us right now. And great news this week, Matt. We are going to have baseball. You guys have been chomping at the bit to get back into action. Uh, just from a personal standpoint, how ready, how motivated, and how much do you anticipate the sprint to the finish in this 60-game season that you guys have outlined with the owners? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, miss you guys. Hopefully we'll be seeing you here soon. And um, we're, we're excited. Uh, we're excited to be playing baseball, all of us, uh, all the players. You know, we're, we are just thoroughly excited to get out there and, and go play the game and bring the game back to the fans, um, bring, the, bring the game back to the city of Detroit, um, and, uh, you know, excited about it. Um, so we can't wait to, uh, can't wait to get out there. Um, hopefully, you know, that, that, so that, that when that day next week comes along and, uh, hey, man, we, we're ready for the 60-game season. We're going to give it all we got one day at a time. Matt is going to be a sprint to the finish line, right? So how excited are you guys about that part? Because I know this is a young team, and everybody's talking about the Tigers. We're retooling, rebuilding, whatever, whatever word they want to use. But now with the 60-game season, man, I think that, I mean, I think anything can happen. And I think we have some players, uh, especially getting hot and, and doing the things that they're capable of doing. We have a chance to play in the playoffs. Uh, we do. Um, you know, I, I say that – I. I, I I say that in the sense that, you know, I don't think we, we didn't have a chance with 162 games, but I think with the 60 game season, um, you know, it, as you know, Simo, I mean, that's, that, that's, a, that's a hot streak, you know, that, yes. that's, that's a, as a pitcher or a hitter, you know, anybody can get hot during that. Um, so you really kind of throw out the stats out the window and it's just, here we go. Whoever's, you know, you can come out to a hot start and it can really set the tone for the rest of the year and put you in a great, great spot. Um, you know, it's the it's it's going to be a sprint. It's not a marathon this year. So, um, I know we're all excited to just go crazy from what pitch one to whenever they tell us to to you know tell us to get off the mat, sort of thing. So we're we're excited and we can't wait. Have you talked hey, to Matt. some of the boys, Maddie? Have you talked to some of the boys, some of the other players, some of your teammates? Have you talked to Spencer and, and have you have you guys collectively got together and maybe came up with the pitching program or come up with any kind of um, mentality, any words that, that you guys are going to be talking about and focusing on during this short period of time, this short season? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, uh, we've been in contact the whole time. It's been awesome. Um, all the players, uh, we, we've had, you know, Zoom calls. We've had, um, you know, group text going. We've had lots of ways that we, we've been staying ready and staying together, I mean. And, um, you know, I know all the starting pitchers, we've been especially close now. We've been building our innings up, getting ready, slowly building it up, slowly building it up, getting to a point where we can um, get out there and, and, you know, prepare to do this thing and not miss a beat. So when opening day starts, whenever that comes around, we're, we're not um, building into the season. We're ready to go as deep as we can, as long as we can, just, just and, 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 you know, go crazy. And uh, we're, we're hoping there's no limitations on us, and we're, we're preparing ourselves for that. And, uh, you know, uh, I like to – I think it was Sparky. Or, no, it was not Sparky. It was Jim uh, Leland who said, you know, you're only as good as today's starting pitcher. And, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so that's – I mean, that's – well, we want to set the tone, and we're excited for it. Hey, Maddie, uh, I'm interested in your thoughts 
you didn't see this coming. No one saw this pandemic coming. So it put you in a unique position as a player rep to have to be a part of these negotiations and represent your teammates uh, as you guys try to figure out how to come back through all of this. What challenges did you face and how were you instrumental in uh, conveying your players, your teammates' message to your front office and ownership as far as what you guys wanted in Detroit and what your concerns were uh, getting back to play? Um, you know, just the whole process is really uh, getting the information from the union, going back and giving it to our team, um, talking about what our opinions are on it, and then whatever the collective opinion is, kind of bringing it back to the union. And um, it was just a lot of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we – and it, it, the good, cool thing was is that the Tigers and the rest of the league, you know, we, we were all kind of in unison on what we wanted. And we wanted a safe environment to come back and play in. Right. Um, for us, for coaching staffs, for support staffs, for everybody involved. And um, and we wanted to bring the game back as fast as we could. Um, so it was pretty awesome that, we, you know, we, it's everything's settled now and uh, we're excited to get out there and just, you know, do our thing. Do you have any concerns, though, Matt, by, you know, coming back during this pandemic, uh, you know, and playing baseball? Uh, you know, I know you got, you know, obviously young families and trying to, you know, you want to you want, you're enjoy being at home and, and kind of protecting your family. Now you have an opportunity where you have to go back and you have to go back to work. Is there any concerns about going back uh, about your safety while you're playing? Um, you know, there's, uh, I, I, we got to be, we, we're, I'm not concerned. You know, I don't think concern is the right word, but we have to be, we have our duty to stay safe. We have our duty to take care yeah. of ourselves when we're away from the field. When we're at the field, we're tested. Um, there's so many protocols in place. As long as we follow mm -hmm. those, we'll be good. I think we have to, we have to follow those. But um, on the other side of things, uh, it will be, um, it will be uh, important that when we're away from the field that, you know, it's, it's like, are, well, what are you doing all the time? Our guys going out every night, you know, that's not going to be able, we're not going to be able to do that. If that's the case. Cause it's, right. you know, there's with this, with there's a window that's going to be occurring in between tests. So, you know, um, you got, we got to take care of ourselves. And um, there's a lot of accountability on that, but I, I know our guys, everybody's passionate about what we're doing and we're passionate about playing. So, you know, whether it's uh, this, this, you know, few months season that we're going to have, it's, it, we can take care of ourselves and we'll be ready for it. Well, and my, my other question is too, man, you think about being, I think about, I go back to being a professional athlete, playing major league baseball. And, and I think about the time that I enjoyed roar of the crowd i enjoyed those moments when you hit a home run and it, you can't even hear yourself think because it's so loud you've experienced that you know you know what that feels like how are what's that motivation I mean, how are you going to get how you find that that same intensity that same motivation that you, you play for when you're playing for those fans and there's nobody there good question Steve. yeah you know um i think that the game is, it's the fans game. It's not our game. Right. So I think it's the first thing to be said. So we're going to miss the fans in the crowd because they, they do feed us. It is something to say when we're getting, when we got those guys behind us and, yeah. and everybody, everybody in Comerica Park, it's special. Um, and it's an advantage, but when it comes down to it, I think this is going to be good because it's a situation that when there are no fans in the stands, it's going to be good to see where, what drives you. Cause, um, my game shouldn't change based on anybody who's in the box. It shouldn't change on base who's in the stands, who's in the dugout, the location. My game is inherent in me. Your game is inherent in you, right? Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it shouldn't be circumstantial, right? So if it is, which we all fall into that trap at times. I mean, 
there's been times where I walked into a ballpark and something comes back to me and it's like, okay, does this ballpark really dictate what my game is or, you know, and it's like, then you have to be aware of that, but this is what that season's going to be. You know, you have to have that awareness of saying, okay, man, the fans are awesome. We will feed off the fans. We play for the fans. We love the fans, but we come out here. What's my game. And my game is to go out there and attack one pitch at a time. It doesn't matter anything else. I don't care if it's Babe Ruth in the box or, my daughter, I'm going to attack. <laughs> Nothing more outside of that. I'm attacking one pitch at a time, and that's that's what it comes down to, right? So, like, I love it. you know, he's going to move her feet. That. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh. if, it's, if my daughter's if my daughter's in a batter's box, I'm competing. That's beautiful. <laughs> but see, but that's but that's what it comes down to, right? Is that my game is my game, and it doesn't matter who's in there. It doesn't matter if there's no fans or not. And I think it's going to kind of be cool because it's going to be just stripped dry. It's just going to be baseball in its purest form. Us and the other team, and let's just go attack. It's me versus him. We got nothing else here, and it's just uh, the only thing that's changing is the color of our uniforms, and that's it, you know. So whether depending on the park. So I'm just I'm pumped about getting out there. I'm pumped about, you know, going out there and just battling, you know, and that's just what it's going to be. It's just going to be cut and dry baseball, just like playing wiffle ball in the backyard and, I mean, who knows? You're going to be able to hear the other team talk. So who knows what's going to happen in that? I might open up a whole new dynamic. So it's going to be fun. Oh, Maddie, awesome. I'm going to let C bring it back to baseball in a second, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some things outside of baseball that are going on in this country right now. And you're from a part of the country out in Seattle where the first coronavirus cases is – we lose them here? Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. The first coronavirus oh, yeah. cases were discovered in um, uh, some senior living homes. Uh, where through the civil uprising, uh, certainly uh, Seattle has taken center stage with the protests. Uh, first of all, how's your family through all of this in both senses? And what are your thoughts as what you see take place uh, in your home state and across the country right now? Yeah, um, man, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to muddy the two issues, right? It's no. for the people that are affected by the coronavirus, man. It's, um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine, um, what's you know i I, we we, i think that um i can't there's there's i I know people affected i know people who've lost people to it um and it's uh i haven't experienced it firsthand you know but it's i can't imagine that how tough it is you know i i know that it's affecting a way of life where you know like we're making a choice to go out and do our jobs but there's some people that are fully in their right to to not do that for so many reasons and we respect them for that and I can't imagine the toll that that's taken on them whether they've lost the job because of this or whether they're affected because they can't get sick so they have to stay in their homes and that's man um I I uh I I I pray for those people I I can't put myself in their shoes um because it's I haven't experienced it yet right but I know that I sympathize for them in in, in a capacity I'm grateful that we can bring baseball but hopefully baseball can be uniting and that and everything else. And in terms of everything else going on, in terms of the injustices in our, in our country, um, you know, uh, it's, and I, I, you don't want to muddy the two things either with the, with the riots going on and the injustices in the country either. Cause there it's, you know, it, for what's going on. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think George, George Floyd and everybody, they didn't die in vain. I think change is happening in our country. And it's needed to happen. It, it's needed to happen. It's something that eyes have needed to be open to. My eyes have been open to it. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I only hope that we're, we're through some, I mean, I don't know what we can do in baseball, but I know that um, being, uh, being aware of it and knowing that 
if something is happening to call it out. And hopefully baseball can be a, uh, a platform that we can bring people closer together and, you know, unite in, 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 in the, in the ways that baseball can. And, um, but, you know, like in terms of like the riots going on in Seattle, it's, riots are they're sad it's tough but i can't i can't understand the pain of of you know what it's like to be you know uh an african-american in, in, in america and understand the injustices right and i can't imagine the pain that's been so stored up that are leading to some of the riots or whatever like so i mean it's it's unfortunate but the the, the unfortunate thing is that uh to where we are in 2020 that there are injustices in our country and and yeah you know that's well you think that imagine you would think that they would take you know you would think that the america would see all these sports being played and, and they you, you think about the game of baseball manny yes you're white yeah. i'm black we have latinos you have japan japanese there's so many cultures inside of our clubhouses and you've been in there for several years now throughout your minor league career you I mean in college it's it always have found we've always have found a way to get along to respect each other's space to respect each other's opinion you would think and hope that america would see some of that because don't you believe in your heart when we walk into those clubhouses and we have one mission one goal and it's to be together and to win that championship we put yeah. race aside and it's just something that i would i'm passionate about and hoping that america sees these sports players and these guys being a unit and that we can bleed this over into America is what I really hope for, man, because oh, it is, it is unjust, but, but it's just unfortunate too. It is. And that's, you know, that's, that's perfectly said, you know, that's what, that's what, that's, and that's what baseball is. It's coming. It's, it's more defined by what's on our Jersey and that's, and that's what unites us. Right. No matter. And we're, and, and that's the cool thing about baseball is you get to learn about other cultures. You get to yeah. see cultures, you get to see every kind of demographic you get to see, because it, it's 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 special. It's special in that sense, right? You know, I mean, it's cool. It's not just the ball player. You're seeing the families. That's you see everybody in the tunnel. You get to be with everybody. And I think that you know, I mean, we have uh, we got guys on our team that are from every different walk of life and every different ethnicity and it, and every different culture. And it's uh, that's I mean, you know what? Baseball can be that bonding picture. It can be, and that's that's you're right. You're right. That's just why I'm with you, man. You're right. And Simo, this guy uh, walks the walk as well. Uh, Maddie Absolutely. with Kingdom Home, your foundation that you and your wife actually support kids from Uganda to help prevent uh, child sexual slavery and the sex trade with, with children uh, through preventative measures. Uh, you're going out of your way to help uh, people from another country uh, of another color. Uh, just how much more does that mean to you now when you see what's going on and how much more do you hope people pick up on that message of unity whether it's here in America or across the globe right now? Um, I mean, it's, it's everything, you know, what, what our mission is, is, is uh, we want to end the injustices and, 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 and give voice to those who don't have a voice, right? The children who, because of their situation, you know, whether it's, um, you know, uh, what makes them at risk, we want to give them a chance to, to not be, to, to fight against in, in those injustices that, that are present over there in, in, in Uganda and to, to, to be able to have not, that, not, be a, not be a product of the circumstances, but to, to have hope, to have 
the same, you know, to be able to go to school and choose the vocation that they want to, to, to be able to, if they want to go to university, go to university, to grow up in a place that's safe, that they're not going to be targeted. They're not going to be at risk of being, having their, their, their childhood taken from them, you know, um, their innocence taken from them. And, uh, um, I mean, you know, it's a different, it's a different sphere, but it's, 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 it's also the same, you know, and, 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 yeah. and, uh, just, you know, you're, you're, you're changing it just, it's, it's, it's more battle in the sex trade and the injustices in that. And, uh, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the goals, we want to end that too. And that's our goal to end mm-hmm. sex trafficking in Uganda, you know, so it's, everyone's safe over there right now. And that's, that's awesome. But, but yeah. It's well, good. I, I want to say this, Matt Boyd, as a black man here, I am touched. I am moved by your acts in Uganda and what you've done for those kids uh, with your foundation, the Kingdom Home. Um, it tells me, though, that change is possible. I know you're a God-fearing man. And when I, when I saw this and I, and I dove into it and I, and I see what you're doing, it says to me that you look past somebody's skin color. You looked at a situation that people are being at risk and you didn't care if they were black, white, or indifferent. You saw their heart. You had a heart to show and prove not just to white people, but to blacks, that we don't have to see color. We can, we see, we just want to see change. And you can have a big part in that using your platform. So for me, to you, man, I am, I applaud you. And I am very proud to be your friend and Absolutely. to know Matthew Boyd. Thanks, man. Thank Absolutely. you, Simo. Thanks, Trev. And you know, and that's, and that's the thing. And it's, I, I'd be, I, I, I can't take all the credit, right? My wife is a champion. She's, she's the one yes. that's doing all the work stateside. side, but man, the true champions are, are our brothers and sisters in Uganda that are pouring into the children every single day that are, that are over there and are, are the moms and the dads to these, to these children. Right. And they're, they're giving up their own lives to pour into and create opportunity for them. Right. You know, and it's, they're, they're, they're the heroes. They're the true heroes. You know, where it's, it's, it's everyone stateside providing a way so that those children can have a way, right. Yeah. You know, and all over the world, not mm-hmm. just stateside, you know, and, uh, but uh, those, 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 those um, house parents, the moms and dads, they're, they're the heroes. They're the ones that are going in day in and day out that are just impacting and molding those lives. But man, thank you. You know, it's, we're all one family. That's just what it comes down to, right? We're just, yeah. we're all brothers and sisters. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm and like you said, I mean, I'm a believer is one of the same family and that's, that's just how it awesome. is, man. You know? Yeah. That's awesome, Maddie. Uh, I well, know Simo, you wanted to bring a background to some baseball. Folks, you had a question about Matty earlier before his uh, pro career. Fire away with that. But you also had to touch on that, Matt. You know, and I'm glad that you are open and willing to talk about that first off. But then I do want to switch gears. I want this to be fun. I want to talk about your debut. Toronto Blue Jays, right? You were with the Toronto Blue Jays 2015. You get called up. You punch out seven. I'm going to tell them the date. It was June 26, right? <laughs> Matty, for me, when I got that call up as a position player, it went so fast, dude. It was almost like it was over. I'm just wondering for you. I didn't, take yeah. me back to that day. How? Tell me about that day for you. Man, I, I forgot that, that that's today. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just opened up my phone. I was looking at it. Yeah. Um, man, it was special. It was so special. It was a dream come true. It's uh, uh, getting called up the night before. We were in Buffalo, and it was just my wife and I, and you know, my parents being in Seattle, um, I was like, hey, I got a call that I'm supposed to hang out in Buffalo. And at five o'clock, I'm going to get a call if I'm starting tomorrow in Scranton or starting in Toronto. And, uh, you know, and 
my dad go my my dad and and uh, my in-laws they didn't even they didn't even hesitate they just bought tickets and they got on a plane before i made the call because they, they they were like no no that, you're pitching in toronto i know it you know and if you're not we're gonna speak it life into it and i mean i just remember getting there the next day and having my sister my mom and dad my my father-in-law my mother-in-law there my wife and um I mean, from going down the night, I remember the night before I came in to the clubhouse, everyone had left. And I just remember going in there and like seeing a nameplate on my locker and going, man, like, oh, wow. yeah. I'm looking down and seeing like Jose Bautista, Edwin Encarnacion, and, you know, Jose <laughs> Reyes and Mark Burley. And I'm just like, oh, man, like, yeah. this is, this is crazy. Like, uh-huh. you know, two years ago, I was in college in Corvallis, Oregon. And now I'm, I'm in Toronto and the, I got chills thinking about it. I'm just like, you know, right. warming up and people knowing your name, you know, like people yelling at your name, like, good luck. Like, this is it. This is, I'm here. I was here at your debut. Like, you know, just, and, uh, <clears throat> the man getting, I remember, um, I struck out Sinshu Chu. I remember being at Sinshu Chu's debut in Seattle when he debuted in Seattle. And it was kind of like a, and then like growing up and watching Adrian Beltre was in that first inning and growing up and watching Adrian Beltre, like, in like all through high school playing for Seattle yeah. and it's like I'm going against these guys like we're we're, we're on the, the I'm on the same playing field as them right now I don't want to say we're <laughs> equals like you know Adrian Belcher is a hall of famer you know Prince Fielder like he, he was in that lineup like I'm sitting there pitching against these guys and I'm going like dang like you know like I just I, I struck out since you I remember and I just remember like the ball going around the ball getting thrown to Donaldson they're going around the horn and I'm just like I had, there's a, my parents got a video of the board because it was showing them showing me smile and they were like <laughs> they, 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 it was like I just was smiling I was like this is the coolest thing ever like I'm looking up at the lights and I the lights are way up there in the minor leagues you can see the light posts you yeah. can't see anything up there you know and it's just it was awesome you know Gallardo went complete game shutout so uh when I gave up when I gave up the first run and I think in the third I was all over after that but uh you know, it was, it was awesome. It was special. And then a month later, I'm in a tiger uniform and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget that day and, uh, never forget the day I got a call from, uh, Dave Dombrowski either. So it was, uh, it was special. That's awesome. That was phenomenal. See, th- those are the moments that I like to hear about because yeah. we, you know, somebody says, you know, that, that struggle boy getting to the big leagues, that, 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 it can be – it's grueling sometimes. I mean, it does challenge you. It builds character. But it's all for that moment that we just got a chance to hear and experience right there from Matthew Boy. That is why you play it. This is why you work hard to get to that level. And then the hardest part, Trev, we always tell you is to stay. Maddie, what are some of the things in this season or throughout this offseason or throughout your career that you are that you continue to do, like that, that base, give kids – you know, everybody thinks that we change every all the time, right? We change our mechanics. We, we, we adjust. We adjust them, but we don't change. What are some of the things that you have adjusted in your pitching style since leaving, I mean, high school, going to college, and now pitching in the majors? Yeah. Um, you know, gosh, it's constant, right? Like, right. where I am today is, is not going to be where I'm at tomorrow because I know I'm going to have something else that I'm going to have to learn and, and – and or get to learn and and grow in right like so that like in that sense like where I am where I was on my debut to where I am today oh man it's a it's so different you know I'd probably feel like I was walking in someone else's body if you gave me those mechanics back you know but (laughs) but like but that's just how it grows right that's how it evolves you know where I was on opening day to the end last year was different you know and that's just because 
you learn something or you develop a bad habit and then it slowly builds to something over time. You go, man, I got to get back to here. Or it's like, this is better and I'm going to keep growing in that. And all of a sudden something sharper, like you're quicker to a baseball or, you know, your hands getting up faster. And it's like, um, man, the, the thing is, is you can't, the make, biggest mistake I made, it's easy because I look back now, I think about hitting in college. When I hit my first uh-huh. year and then my sophomore year, my, my, my freshman summer and summer ball, I let every coach tell me something. I didn't have the foundations in my game. And then I just was, my, that was the effective end of my hitting career because I couldn't figure out what, where my line was. Like, well, this is my game and I'm either here or here. I'm always trying to get, try to get back here. I was just here one day and here one day and trying to be, you know, that was the, right. Exactly. Exactly. So like the thing for, thing for me, I'm always, it's easy to look back and say, man, if I would have known this in hitting, I don't know what it would have done, but I would have known where my foundation was. Like I would have known what my game is, what I'm rooted in, how that tap root is like digging deep into the ground. And it's like with, with, uh, with a kid coming up or you know in any kind of capacity you got to know who you are because if you don't know who you are you're going to get blown by the wind about you know you're gonna your game's going to change as the game changes as results come as coaches tell you something good or bad but if you know who you are and you know what your game is and it's like like for me there's like a few things where it's like I command my fastball and I can throw any pitch in any count like it's very broad and I know I'm going to attack that's the main thing I'm going to attack but like I don't have those restrictions on my game. Now I've, I've fallen from that at times and I've like, and then that's honestly when I've struggled, but then like from that comes like, okay, well, how do I do that? I maintain my delivery. So I'm going to repeat my delivery. And then from that comes 10 other things that have come into my thing that I focus on. And then like my foundation and my workouts, like my off the, off the field preparation is just as important as that is as on the field stuff. So how can I, I know that that's going to be consistent because I know what to expect. I know how to grow it. And that's going to help prepare me for the game. Same thing with like eating, same thing with sleeping, same thing with everything in between there. So it's like, um, it's all just, but that it all just didn't happen at once. It just started with one thing, you know, it started with doing dry reps in college on the mound and doing that before without a baseball. And then it's like, Oh, well, I feel this. So I want to feel this when I do it. So, you know, just for any, like a young player out there, man, just know who you are. Understand, start to figure out who you are. And then also don't put yourself in a box saying you can't do, you know, you know, you, you're, you're this kind of guy and just that kind of guy, you know, it's so most, so much more than that. So, yeah. Love it. Maddie, this is out of left field and this is going to come at you from out of left field. Simo has a bin of his clothes in my basement. They've been here since <laughs> last off season. So every time we do a show, we got to show our guest something out of Simo's bin that is in my basement. So yeah. that was crazy. If you can see it, Paisley kind of tie. Oh man! That <laughs> one. That. And then I've this other, on... this other pink and gray beauty we've got here. And I just bring that yeah. up to ask you your own personal opinion of Simo's unique style on the show. When you I, see a couple I'm of, gonna, uh, I'm just gonna say this: like Simo, this, from his this is nothing. Hey, this is nothing personal against you, Trev. But Simo always looks good. Like he He's looks really good He's on, killer, on there every time on that post game show or in the dugout. Like I. I need to get some tips from Simo. Like I don't have, I don't put as much into my budget. I don't think into the tie game and everything else like Simo does. But like I probably should. Just take. Some I got no, no. for you, boy. Buy hey, something boy. for your daughter and your wife. Buy something I've for us. I've got secrets man. Don't try to follow Simo. It's bad. I've it's bad secrets. when the few ties that it's bad when the few ties that I have are still tied in a knot hanging up in the closet. <laughs> like that. That should just tell you enough right there that it's like okay, this guy either. 
doesn't know style or he doesn't wear a tie or probably a combination of the two. So that's funny. That's, that's, that's probably a little bit of my game, but you Matt, know. Matty, I expect better from you. You're not a bachelor anymore, man. Come on now. You gotta, I've got a great, I've got a great, I got a great blazer game and some nice shirts and, you know, nice slacks that I can combine with and stuff. So I need to get the ties up on par. I've got a few nice, nice ones, but I, I, nothing like SEMO. Nothing like SEMO, though. Nice man, that job. is awesome, Matty. That's awesome. Well, Trev, I'm, I mean, Matty's been a great guest. We have talked – I feel like, man, we hit some much-needed uh, topics today. And, and Matty was gracious enough to, to bless us with his presence uh, during this pandemic. Maddie, I couldn't be more grateful for today, man, because this was fun. This was enlightening and exciting to, to, to do. So, for me, to you, thanks for, uh, for coming on and joining me and Trev on a lot of left field. Yeah. Oh, thank and, you, guys. And Maddie, you know, we just, yeah. I know you're here in Michigan with the family right now, and I'm glad you're feeling like this is your home, enough to stay during your offseason to get your work in here and be a part of the community and continue to give back, not only here but obviously across the world. Uh, to you and all of your family, stay healthy and uh, all the best to you. And we look forward to seeing you on the field. And good luck in this sprint to the finish this year, pal. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks, guys. Same to you. Same to you guys and your families. And, uh, you know, thank you for having me on. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Matt McCoy, he's on left field. With yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Matty? Thanks, brother. Hey, 